Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. Good morning, Alan. So, Dane, it emerged that there are 30,000 people, according to a news report, still driving on provisional licences around this country at the moment. I've no idea how many of those are in Wexford, but it's a, it's, a, it's a strange one, isn't it? It is, and I believe Wexford has one of the highest rates of cat- categories of drivers in this cohort. I don't have the specific breakdowns, but when I first heard this news, part of me was surprised, and part of me was not so much surprised. Part of me surprised that it wasn't higher, and then not so surprised because this is Ireland and this is the RSA you're dealing with. So in my experience as a driving instructor from 2008 up until this year when I finished, it has been always been a case that the RSA have been going from one crisis to another and trying to firefight, whether this was trying to keep... You're not um, happy with the RSA? No. Why, why aren't you happy with them? Because they are probably the most dysfunctional, inept, inefficient organisation I have ever had the mispleasure of dealing with. They are only marginally better than the likes of the HSE and RTE, I would say. Since I started this job, the only contact I get from the RSA is when they're looking for registration fees or when their supervisors are ringing me to complain about my own social media content. When Mm -hmm. I used to do TikTok sketches, uh, pointing out some of the um, stuff that pissed me off about the RSA and about the driving test in general. They make no effort to liaise with instructors. They make no effort to include instructors in driver education. They make absolutely no effort to um, promote driving instructors and promote their education and continuous development development and all that kind of stuff. Is that their function, Dane? Is that that what they're supposed to be doing? Yeah. By your understanding? Yes, yes. Since 2008, they would oversee the driving instruction industry. Before that, it was a little bit of a landmine whereby you would have driving instructors that would be registered with private bodies, but not okay. with, with Obviously, bodies. Obviously, on the basis of what you've said, uh, they're, they're not here to defend themselves, so I will give them the right of reply to this. But what do you think they should be doing? What they should be doing is having a long-term strategy. And this would involve liaising with both the Gardaí and insurance companies and promoting driving and, and being strict about applying the rules but at the same time uh, have a long-term strategy to have driving testers in place. Because mm. as long as I've been an instructor, there's always been like huge long waiting lists. And then, say, for example, in 2018, 2019, you could, you could get a driving test in eight or nine weeks. It just seems to be, it seems that there's no long-term planning. Now, maybe it's, maybe it's the current minister, Eamon Ryan. Now, I've nothing personal against Eamon Ryan, but he's, he's a Green Party man, and he's probably more interested in promoting more environmentally friendly modes of transport. I don't think his number one priority is um, driving and... You believe he, he wants us all on bicycles? Yeah, yeah, and fair play to him. I cycle myself. I, I, I like to walk, I like to cycle. But the, the loophole, Alan, is, is one that like really, really frustrates me and anybody connected with uh, people, educating people on how to drive. It's the learner, learner permit loophole. A learner permit lasts for two years. It's, it's what it is, permission to learn to drive. Now, that should be plenty of time to regularise your situation and get a driving test. But when you want to renew your permit, you can get a two-year second permit. So that means you, you can have a learner per- permit for four years altogether. Mm. Now, when you want to get a third or subsequent learner permit, you have to prove that you have applied for a test or you have to have sat a test in order to get 
that third or subsequent fourth fifth learner permit which links into what you said at the top of this yeah. uh, bulletin so basically people are rolling over their learner permit continuously okay. and there's no and accountability if they're stopped in by Angard as you call it if a young person is stopped isn't it true if they're on a provisional licence unaccompanied that the car can be taken from them yeah what's the position with an adult who's been driving for what did I say for many years on non-stop provisional licences can the Gardaí take the car off them as well from my com- technically yes but from my conversations with Gardaí over the years they would have a flexible approach and mm. they wouldn't be in the business of um, penalising more elderly drivers let's say um, now that, that's, that's and not, insurance that's wise not, are you covered if you drive on a company on a provision licence yeah that's one of the things I was, I was hoping to get to on, on uh, maybe, maybe in, in a few moments you are you see and that's another part of you the, are covered yeah, yeah yeah they will cover you even if you're a learner permit holder they will cover you and I mean you could be driving like technically unqualified for 20 30 years but you're still covered by by insurance mm. and then when as I said you when, when you apply for a test you can get a get a one-year permit but then if you apply for a test um, and then you do it this is when you're seeking a, a say a third permit or, or subsequent so if you if apply for a test and you fail it you can then get a two-year permit right. so you get two years for failing your test two years extra on your permit for failing your test but only one year for applying for a test mm. doesn't make any sense we had this com- I remember having this conversations with probably you and other instructors in 2008 when I started out and here we are today yeah. so many years later having the same conversations alright what's the solution the solution is a stricter approach more driving testers more more cooperation with Insurance Ireland because I can promise you if Insurance Ireland refused to insure people who are on learn, who are on third or subsequent learner permits, I would say that this situation wouldn't be long about sorting itself out. Mm-hmm. The Gardaí need to be more strict as well. They need to be they need to be um, penalising people more because it's for their own good and we have to get away from this loophole where okay. you can just re- constantly reapply for a learner permit and then, and then get it oh, okay. uh, because th- that, that doesn't do the waiting list any good because you have people turning up for driving te- or sorry applying for driving tests and then not even bothering turning up which makes the list longer and longer and it just, right. just and that's your solution and you've, you've been at the coalface of this and as I said I'll give the RSA a right to reply to your very strong criticism of them this morning Catherine says I have great concerns about Ukrainian cars driving around Wexford at the moment they are not in the EU so therefore if they crashed into me where would I be are these being checked to see if they have proper insurance coming into Ireland NCTs um, uh, what's the position there well, they believe that the, uh, Catherine believes there is a system in place for Ukrainian cars coming into England what's the position with Ukrainian cars coming into Ireland to the best of my knowledge there's two options that Ukrainian drivers have when, they, when they're coming into Ireland when they're driving over the EU border, for example, into Poland, for example, they can get what's known as um, a, a European motor insurance um, card. I'm not, I'm not technically saying that the right way, but they can, once they're in the EU, they can get a card that means that they have insurance all around the EU. Also, their own, ins- their own motor bureau of insurance for Ukraine can issue them with uh, a special EU card that covers them for insurance um, around the EU, but they'd have to get that before they before they leave Ukraine. So there is regulations there for them. Now, whether all Ukrainian drivers are adhering to that, are obeying the law, I don't know. It. I, I don't have any figures. But there is a system in place to to safeguard that anyway. So that, that I mean that's a fairly good clear answer uh, on the basis of me just asking you that question. It just literally came here in front of me. So there is a level of cover 
But you're not sure if all, all motorists are applying it. Exactly, yeah, because it will depend on the individual Ukrainian driver. Did they yeah. do what they should have done in Poland right. or did, did they did they seek to do it once they got here or did they get the necessary documents from their own um, insurance authority before they left? I have to link in uh, with the Farmer's Journal in relation to Ash Dieback. I have two more points to raise with you. First of all is scooters. What do you make of them? Um, people very confused by them. We have a, a text in from a listener who said that they should be taxed and insured and at no time they should be allowed on a footpath it should be compulsory to wear high-vis clothing as well. I have to say, I'm not against scooters, but I really, when I'm out running, it frightens the life out of me if one comes towards me or one comes up behind me. Sometimes they can come right beside you, they're on a footpath. Where should they be and what, what's your view on what they are and well, what moment, should be done with them? Yeah, I, they see them everywhere. Like I live on White Rock Hill and they're constantly coming up and down White Rock Hill. At the moment, technically it's not legal to be on a public road, but there is legislation in place to co- to fix that loophole. So that legislation should be finalised in the coming weeks and months that will regularise the situation there with could these could be scooters. accidents before that time, Dan. There could be. Because I don't see pass. many people yeah. with wearing lights at the front or back or very few wearing uh, high So where vests. are they legally supposed to be? On, technically at the moment, they shouldn't be on the public road. They, can, they could be on private land or somewhere like that. But as far as I'm aware, the Gardaí are just being flexible and they're just because and, of legislation. And are they allowed to come up and down on footpaths? Uh, no, no, they're not. Can they go in cycle lanes? No, no. Until the legislation has been finalised, um, they're not. But as far as I'm aware, so the right Gardaí... So right now, are they legal to be anywhere? No, no. As far as I'm aware, no. I have to, I have to look into that more. Please but do, yeah. As far as I'm aware, no. But the legislation is in place and they are hoping to make that situation, like to, to close these, these kind of confusing loopholes in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Well, look, thank you for joining me in studio. You certainly have the phones uh, ticking over at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of people saying that you're making a lot of sense. Uh, Mick has a comment. There should be a theory test for every qualified driver every 10 years. What do you think of that? That's excellent point there by Mick, because that actually came up in one of our own private groupings on for driving instructors. In Brazil, for example, if you renew your licence after 10 years, you have to do right. two sets of five-hour theory. Because these days, the roads have changed so much. The laws have changed a lot over right. the years. The, the, the roads have evolved, but yet the way we teach people how to drive has not evolved okay. with all right, Dane, I, I'm going to follow up on this whole scooter issue because the point you've raised, just to, before, I have to move away and go on to Ash Dieback now, but just you're saying to me at, at this point in time, they shouldn't be on public roads. No. Um, we, I think I both agree they should not be on footpaths. Yeah. So right Correct. now, the only place you should be on a scooter is somewhere private. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. But to the best of my knowledge, the Gardaí are like, they're just not like strictly applying the law because yeah. the legislation is in is yeah. kind of ready to go, but hasn't been signed off by the well, president. No, we'll, get, we'll follow up on that. We'll yeah. go back to the, the powers that be. We'll go back to the RSA. And thank you for joining me in studio. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. South-